week on Erotic Awakening, what do doms and masters really want? Kinky bucket list and am I poly okay? BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as, well as simply fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Erotic Awakening is the sponsored in part by Sequential Sex Podcast. Explore the erotica and sex as it is depicted in comics, graphic novels, and more. Find out more at www.sequentialsexpodcast.com. Sequentialsexpodcast.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. I actually have been listening to the Sequential Sex Podcast. Have you? Yeah, you, you, would, you would enjoy it. it. Would I? It's really challenging to do a podcast on erotic comic books and erotic graphic novels, which is obviously a very visual. Right. And to do it as an audio podcast. And oh. Johnny Jackhammer does a fantastic job with that. Well, maybe I'll listen to it tomorrow. I have a two-hour drive one way. So Boom. I have four hours of drive in tomorrow. So um, I will look it up. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about what it is that masters and doms really want in a sub or slave. Nice. And we're also going to start a list of questions from the kinky bucket list. But Sweet. I know you like those <laughs> lists. Love we're going to list. start off today with the question of the day, which is, am I poly okay? And you were just telling me about this question. I was. So I had someone write me yesterday and um, I didn't ask their permission for their name, so I'm not going to use it. But they asked me yesterday and they, they were um, basically just asking if they were okay that um, 85% of the time in her poly relationship that she was perfectly fine. She loved how happy, you know, things were and his uh, new relationship energy and, you know, and all that stuff that was going on. And she absolutely loved it, didn't have a problem with it. Their communication skills are great, mm -hmm. you know, everything like that. But 10% of the time she's only kind of okay with it so kind of in the medium ground and you know but things are still okay they're still communicating and um five percent of the time she's just not okay with it at all you know at all she okay. you know he is spending his time with somebody else and you know she feels alone and it, just things like that but that five percent of the time she's just absolutely not okay with it and doesn't know how to deal with it and um, she wrote me because of all the tools, the poly tools mm -hmm. I've been writing about on FET and um, that she's been journaling and she started the working journal, which was the most recent tool that I wrote about and, you know, and all like this, but that she's just really in a bad space for that 5% of the time. And I'm assuming right now is part of that 5% <laughs> of the time because that's usually when people write, sure, right? Sure, sure. So, and she just wanted to know if she was okay. And I had to respond to her and go, she's absolutely okay. You know, I... I don't know too many people at all that are 100% okay all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all got, even for me, when I go through my blips, um, it's usually when I'm feeling a lack of self-confidence, low self-esteem, or, you know, something like that's going on with me usually, or I just miss you mm -hmm. and want to spend more time. It's not a jealousy thing. It's not a whatever. I just miss you. And um, to me, that's perfectly normal. And sometimes it is jealousy, and sometimes, sometimes it is. And, and we laugh at ourselves sometimes because we we uh, like to suggest that 
And this is said in jest that we are poly enlightened. Uh, yeah. That, you know, <laughs> after you've spent a few years, and at this point, we can start talking in decades. Well, we're in, in the polyamory thing that, you know, you become poly enlightened and everything's cool. And the reality is that's not a real thing, at least not for us, because no sooner do you get comfortable with the way everything is, something new comes along, some new. And I don't want to overuse the word trigger, but something that you did not realize would impact you, mm-hmm. impacts you. Um, so I absolutely believe that it's not unusual to have your confidence, your views, your beliefs in polyamory challenged or questioned or stricken on occasion. Mm-hmm. Most of us were actually raised to be monogamous so we're fighting against the way that the rest of the world suggests we're supposed to be to start with right so and we've lived with intent of being poly 18 years Mm -hmm. you know so i think our first girlfriends that we shared was 17 and a half years ago (laughs) or something crazy it was right after we got together Mm -hmm. and um so we've had to learn a lot of tools and even 18 years into it I still have my moments. Sure. They're not as prolific. Is that even a word? Prolific? Pro- they don't happen as much. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they still happen. It'll catch me totally off guard I, so, I, anymore. I liken it to being a recovering alcoholic or a recovering addict, right? Mm-hmm. They're, you know, when you first get sober, all you can do is think about drinking mm-hmm. and how hard it is to not drink. And as time goes by, it becomes less and less of an issue, and it just pops up on occasion. And after a lot of time goes by, you hardly think about it. But every once in a while, you'll be sitting with somebody, and they're drinking a beer, and you think to yourself, oh, man, I miss drinking beer. I sure would like a beer right now. And you catch yourself, and it's a much shorter time before you have your shit together again, right? Right. For me, the the polyamory is like that. For the most part, um, I'm fine with it. You know, you have new experiences with uh, Dart. Uh, my other poly, which I don't even think you know, I have one poly partner, uh, Kat, who I'm allowed to say her name. She's getting <laughs> ready to plan. She's getting ready to go on a trip with one of her partners to Las Vegas. After after I made this half-brained comment, she said, where can I go on a vacation cheap? And I said, Vegas. Vegas is a cheap place you can go. And now she's got to take one of her partners to Vegas. Um a variety of stuff, right? These things come up that, you know, you take a moment and say, Ooh, wow, what's that like? Do I? Mm-hmm. And it becomes, for me, the, the reality is it's just a shorter time to catch it. And some, and a lot of the stuff just, oh, that's interesting. Isn't that right. neat? Isn't that cute? Yeah. So, but it can blindside you. And, and it's really a blindside and probably tough to deal with when you think you're totally okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that enlightened word or yeah. you know, whatever, and you think you're fine, and then bam, it hits you upside the head, and you're like, what the fuck? I thought I had all this. Maybe I've been repressing it all this time, and really I'm not okay with it. And, you know, so there's a lot of questioning going on, And um, but she's okay. The neat thing you'll find is that your the way you respond changes, mm-hmm. right? It used to be um, holes in the... Uh, Holes in the wall. The wall, right? <laughs> the, the What is this board called? Drywall. Drywall, thank you. Uh-huh. You know, or rants or screaming or crying, right? Mm-hmm. I don't respond that way. I respond 
now with, oh, oof, boy, that hurts. And having to talk to my partner or being quiet for a little bit right. while I process or doing some journaling. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I no longer respond at my partner. I respond with my partner. Right. That's been the change for me. So, yeah, you're fine. You're okay. Yep. I think it's perfectly natural. So I hope that helps. So we had Mail0521 write in. They were listening to our podcast uh, about the male submissive, and they wanted to follow up a little bit about that. Um, They said they were really looking forward to it because they have been with their partner for 30 years. And in that 30 years, half that time has been a female-led style relationship. They said they do not wear women's clothes, and they are a very athletic sort of male. So they've maintained, you know, this, this male identity. And still been in this femdom relationship. And they just wanted to express that and that they're out there and that they tend to be low-profile folks. Um, and, and as we know, right, power exchange, healthy power exchange relationships don't make the FET life most popular, kinky and popular pages, right? Whatever they call that page. Right. Uh, but he just, you know, he wrote this, say that we're out there and wanted to share a little bit of that and that, you know, sometimes they recognize that the male submissive femdom uh, viewpoint is, or the, the, the way people perceive it is kind of hijacked by this pornified stereotypes, mm-hmm. and that's not the way they are. Uh, so they send their best wishes, and uh, we actually, I actually reached out to them and said, hey, when you're ready, we would love to have you as guest on the podcast as well. I'd love to hear more about that. Absolutely. So, and what he's describing, you know, I scrolled through those notes just a little bit while you were talking about mm-hmm. it. And what he's describing about how he doesn't wear female clothes and he is athletically built and, you know, things like that. Um, it, that's Arcane and Master Brenda, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, he, he's he's not, what is it? They do a class called Queen Takes Night. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's not into forced feminization and things like that, which a lot of people think of when they think female dom submissive male right and so, and we're certainly not suggesting there's anything wrong with oh, that but absolutely we're just not. trying to make sure that the stereotype doesn't get fed right right so thanks for writing in if you'd like to feed us a stereotype you can get a hold of us in a variety of forms in a variety of ways including <laughs> the comment form on the webpage eroticawakening.com so you can also follow us on fetlife um, our group is erotic awakening and we are the owners You'll find a variety of ways to contact us, where we'll be presenting past podcast episode, links to the newsletter, and more if you head over to that website, eroticawakening.com. Well, there you go. So, Dawn, uh, you may not be aware. I know you love the list, so I have this new list. Okay. 69 things to try before you die is 69 the list. things to try before yes. I die. And, and, this and come... you know, I've got my own bucket list, too. Uh, right? I, I know. Okay, I know. so I'm curious what's on this one. I'm, I may have to grab a few. <laughs> well, this comes from the uh, puckermob.com. I'm, okay. I've never heard of this website before, but I will give them credit as I <laughs> this is their list. Uh, they ask, how many of these can you cross off your kinky and freaky bucket list? Have you looked through it yet? Have glanced. I done any of them? I've glanced at it. Okay. Because, and, and I found that what they consider kinky and freaky is, is not so kinky we'll and freaky. All right, we'll see. All right, well, but this first one right off the bat. So, uh-huh. Dawn. Yes. Have you ever made someone fuck your face until they nearly suffocate you? Have I made someone fuck my face? Mm, have you can you scratch that off your bucket list somebody fucking your face until they nearly suffocate you yes 
<laughs> okay. Yes, yes, I can. Do you want details? <laughs> you um, may not want details. <laughs> apparently not. Apparently not. That's how do I put it there? Boom. Check mark. All right. One out of 68, to, only 68 to go. Okay. Uh, command someone to tease every inch of your body. I have not. See, that these are hard because it's saying, have I made or have I, you know, command somebody. Right. And I don't do that. So, um, no. Okay. I have. Boom. So you, as a, as a group. You commanded someone to. Te- your te- body. Tease and lick your body. I'm pretty sure I've had you do that. I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to get me in trouble. Well, <laughs> Pretty much everybody that I'm allowed to command that's on my list of things for them to do. So there you go. Um, so, so far, as a couple, we're two out of 69. Nice. We'll do two more. Okay. And then we'll save the rest. Uh, give someone... Well, the, the, the question is written poorly, but have oral until they come all over your face. Uh, yeah. Both sexes. Yes. <laughs> I can't say both sexes. <laughs> I can only well, only one sex if I had come all over my face. But, uh, boom. So we are three for three so far. Yay. <laughs> okay. Three for three. One more. Uh, one more. Okay. Watch. Oh, this one's really kinky. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch your partner get fucked by someone else. Four for four. Have I watched you be fucked? I have watched you fuck someone else. Four for four. Yes. And you've watched me be fucked yeah, by yes. somebody else. As a matter of fact, I <laughs> And probably... other people have watched us fuck each other. Yes. And and we and I've told somebody, hey, go fuck her. That's mm-hmm. my wife over there. Get her fucked. And I actually like when people watch us fuck. So well, there you if go. anybody wants to watch. <laughs> so there's the kinky bucket list. We're four for four. Oh, can how... we do one more? Can we do one more? Fine. One more. I like these. Uh, ha- well, you've already answered this one, though. Have your partner watch Watch as someone fucks you. Yes. We've actually had... Oh, that's how we met. That's how we met. That's not how we met. Snail. Remember when Yahoo groups and all those chat rooms used to be popular? You boom, boom, boom. Wait I a went minute. on there. I went on go there and on, said, on. hey, we're looking for somebody to watch us actually have a scene. We ended up fucking, but I don't think that was supposed to be part of it. And to have a scene. And... They came over and watched us have a scene in the living room of mm-hmm. our old house. And then we watched her give him a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. Memories. I remember. That was a long <laughs> time ago. That's you like clearly remember 12 that. 12 years ago. Yeah. All right. That was awesome. <laughs> five, four, five. I, if we get all 69, I'm going to write Pucker Mob and say, hey. <laughs> they need to beef it up a little bit. <laughs> we need a fries or something. <laughs> uh don so really uh we're just about to get into that topic just like that i mm-hmm. suppose we probably have new subscribers to the newsletter we do we have jeff from ontario nori from denver colorado and foxy doxy from virginia welcome guys oh oh but you know what i also got tentacles well share i got tentacles so gray lace so showed I haven't me seen any of these tentacles. How is it that I've not seen these? Tentacles? Sometimes I, um, I get sent through Facebook and, and FetBook, <laughs> FetBook, <laughs> FetLife. But uh, Gray Lace sent me. Um, it's a glass tentacle dildo that is actually on Amazon. Yeah, they are what? advertised as massagers, but it's a glass dildo. I didn't think Amazon was selling the sex toys. Uh, I I went to the link. It is absolutely on okay. Amazon. Right. So and it's a tentacle. <laughs> it's a glass dildo that's different than the one that I've got. It's got okay. like a tail that wraps around, so it's kind of like a a hook. So 
you don't lose it. <laughs> okay. And then um, Pam sent me a tentacle coffee mug. So nice. it's just a, it's like an octopus with a big eye. <laughs> and it's, so, and it's pink. That's kind of cute. And then Bad Bunny. Hi, Bad Bunny. <laughs> Ooh, we've not, oh, we just saw them at Copa's. Yes, fact. yes. Sent me, um, and she did this through Facebook. It was a, a crocheted octopus. So it's like this big. No one can see my hands, but it's huge. She's holding her hands far <laughs> apart from each other at this it's time. It's huge. So, and it's got little curly tentacles on it. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, as people at the, if you listen all the way through the end of the podcast, you'll find out that the food on boobs has not changed. So that's an indicator of whether oh, we're getting you food need on more boobs. Food. I'm, I'm going to rope some people together and get some food on boobs for you. Don, did you know that the coffee pot podcast is higher rated than erotic awakening you think you'd run out of names by now no they can't be take a moment to support the podcast rate us on apple podcast google play stitcher tune in or wherever you listen or just tell your friends word of mouth so before we get into our topic one last thing i do want to say is that uh i posted five years ago i posted something to fet life that uh the title of it is when I play, I dance. Do yes, I remember that. So mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, it's back. Oh, really? It's really weird how something that you wrote that long ago, somebody po- somebody responded to it. Mm-hmm. Somebody saw that they responded and they responded and it's picked up another 20 loves and a couple new like responses. Like a pyramid scheme. Perhaps, <laughs> yes. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Right. Uh, so it was just kind of weird to see it come back and and gain some popularity yeah it's it's kind of funny because my poly tools is doing the same thing yeah so the old poly tools are getting a lot of likes recently and i'm sure that's been off of uh kinky and popular for a long time oh, yeah, now yeah. so i don't know how people are finding it unless they're just looking at my writings i don't know so same with yours someone probably looked at your profile check you out could be check your I, writings I'm, I'm fine with that <laughs> Uh, so, all right, topic of the day, Don, what do masters slash doms really want out of submissives slash slaves? And can we actually answer that question like that? I don't think so, because my answer was going to be, I have no clue. Sometimes I don't even know what you want from day to day, and I've known you for a very long time. <laughs> so, it, you know what? No, if, wait a minute. I don't know if I buy that. Really? You've been with me for a long time. I have. I have had... Um, since you've been with me, not including you, Slave Jim, mm-hmm. uh, Amber the Rope Slut, mm-hmm. Slave, Slave Bat, Bat, who I talked to tonight. And those are just, those are just and, and those are the those ones are the long-term ones. Long-term ones, right? So mm-hmm. let's just worry, let's just think about those, right? Okay. Are you telling me that in the, and, and your role ends up being this alpha slave mm-hmm. where when I give them a command of some sort, they have to go, you know, they, you know, if I say, bring me. A cheeseburger, and they say, oh, yes, sir, how would you like it? I say, don't bother me with that. Go talk to Alpha Slave. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I know some of the things that you like. So, in all that, that experience, like. what, yes. what, do you, what do, and can you extend that in your experience? Again, you've been hanging around this lifestyle for many, many years now. Can you extend that to say, what are, in general, what do you think masters, dominance, people that lead power, and in this case, we're, you know, dom sub, we're, we're using... In the context of people that lead and are in power exchange relationships, regardless of what language you want to wrap around it. Well, and plus I've judged. So power exchange couples. So 
Um, and I've listened to other judges and other masters and things like that. And the problem is, is that I can give you a couple of ideas and I can give you what I think. It's not going to be a hundred percent of the time. You've got some masters that this is just not important to them, but for you another thing, you know, other th things I've heard, um, obedience. So obedience is a big one. Mm -hmm. And I do know another judge that when he asked a slave this, that is exactly what he was looking for from her. So luckily she guessed right, <laughs> you know, points for her. But um, obedience seems to be a big one. Decorum, as in not being a rageaholic or somebody that rants all the time or things like that. So some decorum mm -hmm. and um, remembering that we're a reflection of you. So, but that helps with the decorum. So. And I'm always stunned when people don't have that one on their list. Right. But, right. But some people, I mean, and we've known people that said, well, I don't care what my slave says online. She has a voice, blah, 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 you know? And so they don't care about the decorum and, and the reflection mm -hmm. part. So, but a lot of power exchange couples that I know, that is a high priority. And, and I... I, I certainly agree with that for myself. And I think you really hit it on there, right? Uh, not necessarily blind obedience. Right. Not blind obedience. But you want, if you tell me to do something, you want me to be doing it. Right. It's not an opportunity to play or a power struggle or a, you know, I, I expect you just to do it. Right. And if you don't do it, I expect you to understand you're going to pay a price. Right. And I don't want to have to merit met that meet that price out. It's a hassle. Mm-hmm. To have to be in, you know, always punishing and always correcting. Right. If that's the case, I'll just do it myself. So, yeah, right. I totally agree with obedience. Right. Um, so, yet some people like brattiness. Right? So, which goes, for the, the people that I've met, it kind of goes against obedience. Yeah. But and, and I'm thinking specifically of somebody that was in your um, Master Hank class. You were I've you were talked that a few times, so I'm not quite there. Um, she, you were interviewing a couple of people right before the class to see if they would work for the not class. checkers. No, 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 yum, no. Yum. I like checkers. I wonder if checkers still listens to the podcast. I she don't has know. a baby now. Oh, does she? Time goes by. Oh, it does. So, no, this is somebody that was probably in that same class at the very beginning. So checkers and JT were the two that you picked. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the person I kicked out? Yes. Prior to getting started. Right. So because. She, her, the expectation of her master was that she would be bratty. Hmm. Hmm. He didn't expect obedience. He expected that playfulness and, you know, that sort of hmm. thing. So Playfulness and bratty are going to be different animals to me. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Uh, you are playful. Yeah. I you're can, not bratty. I've learned how to be playful. But yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know how to be bratty. Okay. I bet I could figure it out if I. So we have. No, I'm finish what you're saying. I just uh, noticed that the, the battery on our recording oh, is okay. getting low. So I was just making sure you hadn't up. turned it off. No, but, um, no, no, no. No, if I wanted to be bratty, I bet, I bet I could talk to Bat. She was never bratty with you, but she knows how to be bratty. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So if I wanted to take lessons, I know who to go to. <laughs> but that's... But that's not who I am. But that's a great example. Obedient, decorum... Reflection of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that brat, bat, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> slave brat, you know, was all those things. And the thing that we don't have listed mm -hmm. is skillful. Oh, yeah. And what I mean by that is I don't need a, 
slave or submissive to come to me with a set of skills, right? Mm-hmm. A desire to learn, perhaps, and I might teach them some skills. Right. Well, even uh, Slave Jen learned um, poi. Yes. Fire, the fire dancing, the poi. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't use fire. She used LED lights, but that and, was amazing. And uh, here's a, a great example. Uh, Slave Jem, being the, the dancer that she was, mm-hmm. I taught her a specific way to stand and sit. Yes. To, to rise off the floor without using her hands in a graceful way. Mm-hmm. And I tried to teach Kaya that, but Kaya has a bad ankle. Right. So I, it's not important that whether she can do that skill or not, it's not really important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a physical limitation that I'm not attached to her doing that. Right. It's right. cool. But it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so skills are something that I don't expect anyone to come to me with. I will teach the skills. Or have a willingness to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So not being okay with being stagnant. The other part, though, that I particularly look for, and I can't speak for all masters and dominants, but that I particularly look for is, a, uh, is vulnerability mm-hmm. and openness and ability to be honest uh, with themselves. And that takes a while to build that trust, oh, yeah. right? But the good bits for me are when you get past that wall that we normally hide behind when we talk to society, right? Right. You know, if if you have that desire to find and to be your best self, right, then that's what we're going to go after. And we're going to, and, and I assume that's why you're coming to me in the first place. There's mm-hmm. a desire to grow, a desire to be more than you are. Yeah. To pull back some of the, Things that are holding you back from being your best self, right? So unless you can be vulnerable and communicate, then we're, it's going to be really challenging to get there. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. So, what about sex? What about sex? Do are all masters looking for sex from a sub? Yeah, and, I've, and nope. no, that's absolutely not absolutely that's a myth. true. Yeah, it's a myth <laughs> that goes back to our myth from the other day, right? But would you say it's true that most? And again, when we talk about masters and dominance, we're talking gender neutral. So we could be males mm-hmm. or females or as ever they wish to identify. Would you say that most of the time it does involve a that they want their submissives and, and slaves to be willing to engage in whatever sexual practice they want? Um, does kinkiness, kinky play count as sex mm-hmm. in this? Mm-hmm. Okay, if it does, then... I'm going to say that's 90% true. Yeah. Yeah, I would go that way. I'd so, go that far. Because if you were saying sex, sex in the leather community, oh, man, nope, I'm going yeah. to have to reverse that. I know a lot of couples that do not participate in uh, penetrative. penetrative sex. Okay. But then again, the whole leather community started out because of hot sex, hot sex, hot yeah. sex. Yeah. So I can't say... <laughs> Yeah, hot sex, hot, and, naughty pig sex. <laughs> and I've certainly pigs. had more than one slave that I've not been sexual with. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a big fan of service as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we have actual, we'll be talking about that in a future podcast, the different types of slaves. Mm-hmm. So not all slaves are sexual. So that's one that, you, that's really just one that you'll have to find out from that Dom master and actually look at yourself. Can I be an asexual slave? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just got to find a master that 
wants that kind of slave. And putting sex into it, there are some masters that only want a sexual slave. Absolutely. They could care less about obedience and the dishes being done and, you know, anything service or anything like that, as long as they're available sexually. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's a nice benefit. You know, and one of the neat things, and I'm going to, you know, I have never thought about this before, but I don't know a lot of masters that have had more than one non-sexual slave except myself. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're out there. I'm just saying oh, I, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. The funny thing is it's easy for me because I've always got other people. I've got people in my life that are sexual mm-hmm. like yourself, mm-hmm. right? So there's never <laughs> a lack of sex. So if I have a non-sexual slave, that's not really an issue for me. Right. The neat thing, it's actually a completely, it, it's an interesting skill set to have somebody become completely vulnerable and trust you and let you be their master and not use, and not have sex as part of that. Because mm-hmm. that's what a very common way that people communicate and communicate vulnerability. Well, it's an, yeah, it's an easy way to get to the vulnerability is through sex. So it can be very powerful in that way. Indeed. Now I'm ready to go have sex. Yay! <laughs> I'm ready. Here, there's a big poof. We can lay on the poof. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Sequential Sex Podcast. www.sequentialsexpodcast. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You are currently listening to a song called Win person we've seen most recently is impact hazard the current sender of tentacles is we're going bunny bad bunny absolutely the provider of graphic novels is johnny jackhammer and the good witch of the north and the official food that goes on boobs is garlic cheese and white pepper sprinkled popcorn bye dan bye dawn